As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, John, as I'm sure you know, with home security, there are two ways you can go about protecting your home. First of all, do you protect your home right now? John, what would you say is your home security option at your house? Uh, rent an apartment building, so they provide security. So you got the you got the access control on the perimeter. That's that's fair. That's one thing. But there's also the traditional way, where you can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs you a small fortune. This is if you're gonna add something to your apartment. Or there's another way, John. The better way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. Award-winning protection. Two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Awards. It blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection, outdoor cameras, doorbell alerts. That wouldn't work for us in apartments, but the doorbell maybe. Uh, you got the camera on your door, entry, motion, glass break sensors. You barely even notice it's there. What's truly remarkable, you can set the system up all by yourself. And that's pretty cool, I gotta admit. Anybody can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour, tops. There's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7. It's only 50 cents a day, no contracts. That's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. All right, so all you got to do, guys, you want to support us on the show and you want to make your house safer, self-install, all that stuff, go to simplysafe.com slash team today. That's T-E-A-M. And in case you didn't know, simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash team. You get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. So go now, simplysafe.com slash team. And our offer code is team. Uh, and that's it, guys. All right, let's go on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your irregular dispatch from the dystopian reality that is just being alive now, John. There's so much going on. None of it is good. First of all, before we started the show tonight, I just spent 45 minutes trying to get my Skype to work, so thank you for hanging around. Already I had said, let's not do the show tonight. I came back and said, let's do it. So all in all, thank you for your patience, John. How are you doing? It's Wednesday night, uh, the 11th of March. What's up? Just happy to be alive since the coronavirus has taken over the world. And yeah, you ending. you seem uh you seem a little flexible. Are you are you working from home yet, or are you just um, having a not busy week? No, uh, we're just uh, we're it's it's we're not we're all going in the office and everything. It's actually for now, state. for now. Yeah, I mean things are escalating hey, so tra- quickly. Hey, I'm traveling next week. I'm going. Uh, I got to go to Dallas for a couple days, and then uh. In Vegas for March Madness. I'm going to March Madness. New Hampshire group's going to March Madness. We That's, got some we got some sissies that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. that are chickening out. I heard about this. This is you know, this is just kinda a lot a lot of talk and 
Not a lot of action. We're well, that's that's very funny. So you're gonna go to Vegas to watch March Madness on the TV. There's not gonna be any fans at the games, right? Yeah, but who the hell cares about the fans? Well, sure, no, the, I'm sure the Vegas the Vegas crowd should be more lively than whatever's happening in the arena. It sounds like well, this coronavirus. You know, I mean, it's sad for everybody. It's that the people it's impacted, but I'm gonna be selfish for a minute. It's it's been. I mean, my plane ticket was 530 bucks round trip. Then I could cancel it and rebook it for no change fee. It was two hundred twenty dollar ticket when I rebooked it. So, oh, so yeah, I made three hundred bucks off the coronavirus. That worked out pretty well for you. Damn, it costs that much to go to Vegas where you live. That's way too much. What two twenty round trip? Well, even that, but the five hundred especially. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we got yeah, those direct well, like frontier well, flights. Yeah. Well, I mean, JetBlue is the only respectable airline that goes. Right, so well, well, Delta runs one direct, but March Madness, like huh. Boston to uh, direct to Vegas, is going to be some. Uh, yeah, I get it. Well, you go, you go down to IAH out here, and they're paying you to get on the plane to Vegas. I mean, they're yeah, like, please, absolutely. they're begging you. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's um interesting situation. I, I don't know what's going to be like a week from now. This week already has been uh, kind of insane. We went from. Not much of a reaction other than, you know, the market dip, obviously, to today. You have college conferences canceling, March Madness, no fans. Uh, They're talking about the NBA is going to get rid of fans at games. I mean, I'm supposed to go to MLB opening day this month for my bachelor party. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's going to get canceled or we're not going to be allowed to go or something. So that's kind of depressing. I got relatives. Are you going to the Astros or what are you? Yeah, that's, that's the plan. Um, but, and then, I mean, they, they canceled the rodeo today. That's a huge deal here. Um, so it's a little, they, things are, things they are canceled bleak. the rodeo in Houston. They canceled the rodeo today. It's like, Holy it's been shit. going on for like eight days at this point. And there's still another week and a half left to go. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. It's a big deal. First time in 80 years, they haven't had the full rodeo and concerts and all. So, um, things are getting kind of crazy around here. People are panicking a little bit. Uh, you know, I got my wedding next month. I had my first relative last night tell me that they're not going to come because they're advising everybody not to travel, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, uh, we will be traveling to Houston. We, we, I, I, I have no fear of the coronavirus. Right, well, at least we know John will be there. We're basically going to be the NBA playing a game to an empty stadium, except John will be there at the wedding. So that's, that's what matters. I appreciate that, John. I know you got your room booked. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a, There's a lot of uncertainty right now. Very weird time. Uh, you know, I think my friend Jacob summed it up best, something we're all thinking right now. Of course, the season that Ole Miss is actually playing really good baseball and, you know, on a 16-game winning streak at this point is when they're going to cancel the whole sport. So that's just that's just about what it's like. That's what we expect at this expos, point. 94 Expos, baby. That's what we're going to be. 94 Expos. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess that's enough complaining about the coronavirus for now. I guess I got it out of my system. And like you said, John, I think maybe my computer caught a little bit of it. That's what was going on with the, with the Skype recording maybe. But let's let's move on. I mentioned the baseball team. That's pretty much all that's going on right now. I believe technically Ole Miss is playing basketball at this at this hour against Georgia in the SEC tournament. But we're not going to talk about that. I mean, they're, they're losing. They're going to lose. The season is over. It's been a bad Might season. Might be eliminated. Let's see here. It's it's sixty two to forty seven right now. Georgia with ten minutes left. Um, you know I don't. Well, I don't why why are there fans in the stands? It's a great question. Uh, it's uh, not safe. It's not safe. And I yeah, mean, Ole Miss, Ole Miss is trying to get out of Nashville, so they uh, 
so they keep the fans safe. Stay, know, he- stay healthy, yeah. And that's exactly. that's also the thing about March Madness. I don't even think Ole Miss wanted to be in March Madness this year. You know, it's not it's not safe. It's not prudent, frankly. So yeah. it, it was a it was a season that ended exactly the way we planned for it too. So no regrets. Exactly. Basketball is basketball. Nothing going on there. The spring football, I have no idea. I assume it's going to happen at some point. I don't know. They're, they're canceling school left and right, college all over the country. So I don't know. I assume that in the SEC, people are still going to play spring football. That's that's going to happen, regardless of whether or not the fans can see it. I'm sure they'll keep practicing. But Lane's doing his thing. Really, the only game in town right now is his baseball team. Uh, and, and heading into SEC play, got LSU scheduled for this weekend friday saturday sunday you know i've been hearing there's bad weather in oxford so not sure what days they will actually play on but heading into this lsu game they are extremely hot john it's a team that is building off of almost no prior production i mean you're talking about tyler keenan who who was very good as a freshman and sophomore and then anthony servideo who mostly was like a defensive nine hole type hitter guy and other than that, everybody else, I mean, Kevin Graham, but he's kind of having a bad season. Everybody else is new to the team or if they played in the past, like Tim Elko, Justin Bench, they, they really didn't do anything until this season. Uh, and they're just, they're red hot right now. Um, it's it's kind of been crazy to watch. Maybe it's it's the thing about Bianco needs guys that he hasn't gotten a stink on yet to, to actually be playing loose at this point in the season, at least. Warren Nolan RPI, they are four in the country. Yeah, and of course, still too early to put stock in RPI, people will tell you. But yeah, I was looking at that myself. Um, I think somewhere on here he has like predictions. But I I, I think uh, if you look at any algorithm right now, they're definitely in really good shape. The last game they lost was that opening game. Way too early, eight quadrant one wins. Eight. That's crazy. Uh, Florida, Alabama up there. Alabama hasn't played anybody. We know that. But, mm-hmm. um, what is, and I honestly don't know, what has Louisville done since uh, since Ole Miss beat them in the first weekend? They're 30th in the they're, RPI. They're still 13-4. 13-4. Yeah, I mean, they're good. That's LSU's 11-5. and five. Let's see here. LSU also got no hit for the first time in program history in Houston a couple weeks ago. They are zero and one on the road, one and two neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has their schedule been today? I think they're eleven and five. They haven't played anybody is the problem. That's people are down on LSU. They lost one to Indiana. They lost at Nichols. They lost to Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, they uh, they, they really haven't Taylor, played anybody. They lost to Oklahoma. They they uh, it's not it doesn't appear to be a vintage. And they're they're tied one to one against South Alabama right now. So. You know, Ole Miss is riding. I don't know if it's the longest in school history now, but one of the longest winning streaks in school history. Uh, I think last night when they beat ULM, it became the tied for the second longest. And then today, they just completely destroyed ULM. They're playing at Monroe, and it was like 18-4 to final or something like that. I mean, they're, they're really hitting right now. And, and I, it's hard to say what's the biggest surprise, John, the hitting or the pitching, because both have been um, very good so far. Let's talk about the hitting first. So I have the stats pulled up here. Anthony Servideo is just having an insane season. He's batting 418 with a 1338 OPS. That's just, that's bonkers. Um, he has a 593 on base percentage. Uh, he's hit five home runs. Um, that's, that. I mean, that's, if you're a leadoff hitter, 
to be slugging 745 and have a 593 on base percentage, that's ridiculous. That, that That's better than Braxton Lee was at this point in the season. That's way better. I mean, he's the best leadoff hitter they've had since Braxton Lee, and this is... Well, almost... if he can keep this up or even stay close to this pace for the season, I mean, that's that's a complete performance right there. That's insane. Um, and then batting second, I've been pretty impressed with Chatagnier. He's up over 300. He, he's over 1,000 OPS. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's playing a decent second base. He has like a decent amount of errors, but still, I, I think overall he's a great addition to the team, uh, especially at the plate. Keenan's having a great year. It says on here on the side, he's listed with 27 RBIs. I think it's actually more than that after today. Um, and he, he has six home runs, I want to say, leading the team. Um, so basically you're getting what you needed to get out of Keenan and then you have all these other guys. Tim Elko is playing better than he's ever played. Um, let's see. Kale Baker really hasn't done that much since the first weekend uh, mm-hmm. when he was so good against Louisville. So we'll see what happens there. I think there's an interesting conversation to be had at first base, whether it's Kale Baker, Kevin Graham. Tim Elko is really good there defensively. Today the freshman played. Uh, Trey LaFleur, you know, I think he's young i don't think he's gonna be playing too many significant games this season but there's a lot of potential there um and then uh let's see going around we talked about all the infielders now the catcher is extremely good defensively and he's actually hitting some home runs as well down in the the seven eight range in the order Uh, another freshman hayden dunhurst um he is throwing out a lot of runners and then in the outfield just like an embarrassment of riches where you have this guy hayden leatherwood who came out of juco um, I want to say he was at Vanderbilt as a freshman. I'm not positive about that. But then Justin Bench is playing very well. Uh, mm-hmm. He's hitting 286. He's been playing some center field. Um, and then you have the baseball players. Jerry and Ely made a great play in left field yesterday. Mm-hmm. Got a hit as well. Uh, John Reese Plumley at this point, not really a factor uh, batting or defensively, but he's a he's a very fast pinch runner. Uh, another is, he, is he still a good rebel that loves Ole Miss? I guess so. He's still playing Ole Miss sports, so he hasn't he hasn't transferred to go be the quarterback at I don't know whatever the next level down would be. Yeah. Um, and then I mentioned Tim Elko, who's who's can play right field and is hitting three thirty three, having by far his best season as a junior. Um, been really impressed with him, clutch hitting as well. Uh, and then the one guy I don't think I mentioned that's making a huge impact is this Ben Van Cleve guy. I think he's going to become the everyday DH for sure. He's hitting three eighty five right now. Uh, with a 1029 OPS, uh, and he has a 529 on base percentage as this big fat DH guy. So you gotta love that. Um, just all these different pieces that came out of nowhere, uh, and they're they're super hot. They're super hot right now, and that's that's the batting. But I don't know. Have you, have you been watching some of these games, Sean? You seen these guys? Uh, this team has my interest. They've got two sided thump in the lineup. They've got a good one-two punch at the top. Um, they've got a hell of a defensive catcher. Uh-huh. Uh, fielding's probably average. It's something you want, but it, you know, it's you yeah, it's not it's not above out. average. That's for sure. Uh, bullpen depth's a question. It was a question to start the year. Still is, but that seems to be shaping up probably better than people anticipated. Uh, Derek Diamond has the potential to be the best Sunday starter probably of the past 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say the bullpen depth is being aided by the fact that they have like three legitimate starters. I mean, we we knew that McKaysey was going to be good, assuming he didn't have a sophomore slump. 
But let's talk about some of these pitching numbers, John, because I was looking at them yesterday, and some of them are a little bit insane, right? So Nikhazy's got a 2.35 ERA, good, but his whip is .78, okay? And uh, he well, has – Well, he's had two just ridiculous outings the past three weeks. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, – let's see, sorry. So Nikhazy has 31 strikeouts, and he only has – where's my walks here? Oh, right next to it. He only has nine walks. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's your Friday night guy. But then you look at the lead that, that Hoagland has taken. Hoagland has 37 strikeouts to four walks on Saturday. He's really elevated his game. 116 ERA. Got a .95 whip. Uh, he's just been outstanding right now. And both these guys are going deep into games. You mentioned Derek Diamond. Um, you know, he's not at their level, but for a Sunday guy, he's doing a great job. He's keeping Ole Miss within, you know, not giving up more than three or four runs through about five innings right now. I think Parham on Rebel Grove said that all three starters have gone at least five innings every weekend, something like that, which that, that is really going to help a bullpen with question marks right there. Um, they have a combined no hitter on the year. Uh, they, they lost a pitcher in the fall or the spring. I think it was in the spring actually. Uh, that we thought was going to contribute. I'm forgetting who it was right now, but the guys that are here are doing really well. Taylor Broadway is doing great, 0.56 ERA. Austin Miller has got a 208, and he's been clutch in some big innings. And then uh, this Braden Forsyth guy, who I think came from JUCO, he's pretty much become the closer. He's having a really good season as well, 1.23 ERA. And then you have a few other guys that can give you innings. I mean, Max Chaffee has a zero ERA still, uh, and he has thrown, let's see, how many innings? Uh, I don't know. Oh, he's uh, Chavi's thrown eight innings. Um, let's see. Jackson Kimbrell is doing stuff. Who's the guy that talks to himself on the mound? Oh yeah, West West Burton. Yeah, he has a one four two ERA, six innings. He's my he's my favorite player on the team. He's a big tall kid from California. He's a freshman. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot as well. These are so I, I think honestly the biggest question at this time is midweek starter. And they just navigated what looked to be a little bit treacherous of a midweek series at ULM, who going in was like 12-4 and four and had like a top 10 RPI. They won a game 6-3 yesterday, and today just blew them out. So, um, you know, I'm not going to create problems about a midweek starter when they're going into SEC play with one loss on a Friday night to Louisville. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe they'll lose like the Governor's Cup or a midweek against... Uh, USM or Memphis or something because the the midweek starters have been shaky. But right now it's it's really just kind of nitpicking compared to how well the starters and the and the everyday bullpen guys have been. I mean, pitching staff shaped up well as long as they can keep getting depth in conference play, which Hoagland has taken the step to be. He's been terrific. He might be the best Saturday guy in the league, and the Casey's a. You know, he's a very good competitor on Friday. May not have, you know, probably a few guys that have better top end stuff. Than yeah, the yeah. But he knows how to compete at the college level. So yeah, Hoagland is he's he's been a control guy his whole career. I think last year maybe it was too much control. He was in the zone too much, uh, and now he still has that fastball control. But he added like a new slider this year that's just like a deadly out pitch, um, yeah. and that's really benefiting him. You know, I the bullpen still is not like the deepest. You're still people say one bullpen arm short, stuff like that. But until until someone, and I'm sure someone will do it. You know, we've played some good teams, Louisville, ECU, that tournament at ECU. Um, 
you know, last weekend against Princeton wasn't so good, but we, we've played some decent teams. But once they play a better team, if someone can actually get a starter out early in the game, a weekend starter, maybe then you can start talking about the depth in the bullpen. But as long as these guys keep going like six and more innings, uh, it's hard to be that worried about the bullpen because they have enough guys that if if you're talking about nine bullpen innings a weekend, I think they got that covered right now. I'm not worried about that. Yep, yeah, I think they, I mean... We'll see how it plays out. Conference play always is a different animal, but I think they get an LSU team that is good, not great. Frankly, they had to win the series and get off to a yeah. And I mean, what's start. where are they? At? Where are they at next week? I'm pulling up the schedule right now. What we have to remember with this team is yeah. Get, go ahead. Because they got what Arkansas at the end of the month. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. So they have um, LSU. And then at A and M, they're they're shuffling a little bit, um, but still a tough place to play always. And then Arkansas at home, South Carolina at home, at State. That's the next few teams. Yeah, about this team, it's it's easy to get excited right now with how hot they're playing. But this is also the number one strength of schedule, like without a doubt. I mean, you're talking about series against. Arkansas, as I mentioned, South Carolina at State, Vanderbilt in Oxford, at Florida, at Georgia. I mean, uh, at Alabama, these are all of that, of Warren Nolan. Going back to Warren Nolan's uh, RPI, right, for baseball. So you get Florida, who's number two in the RPI. Alabama, who's number four. uh, Georgia, who's number 15. A&M, who's number 17. I already played Louisville, who's number 28 right now. I mean, they keep playing the way they're playing. They're going to end up being a national seed. Yeah, I mean, that's a tall task. But, yeah, Arkansas is number 45. Vanderbilt's all the way down at 50, but obviously that's not going to stay that way. Um, and that's just off the RPI. If you look at the top 25, like D1 baseball, I think it's even more striking how how many top 25 teams that Ole Miss has on the schedule this year. Um, so all this to say they're really hot right now, but there's a lot of struggles ahead, one has to assume, and especially with a team this young – you worry about conference and uh, scouting reports, stuff like that. I mean, I think we've already seen the scouting reports affect Kale Baker, who I mentioned. Uh, he yeah. pretty much only gets off-speed pitches now. Nobody throws him a fastball. So in the D1 top 25, Florida is one, Louisville's two, Georgia is three, Vandy's six, Ole Miss is eighth, Arkansas is 14th, State 17, Auburn 18, LSU 19. Uh, every team I mentioned is is on the schedule for a three-game series. So that's more than half of your schedule is in the top twenty-five right now. That's 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 a tall task. But that that all that to say, you can lose a decent amount of games and still definitely be in the hosting conversation. Maybe even still in the national seed conversation with the start that they've had. So they've set themselves up really well. It's going to be interesting now to see LSU and Oxford. This is a test, and then I think you got a really big test coming up. Well, I don't know. I mean, A and M, Arkansas, South Carolina, all good programs but they're not having the best seasons it'll be interesting to see how they weather that uh, and then obviously at starkville um, and then you have three teams in a row with vanderbilt florida and georgia that are top five teams right now and you end with auburn and alabama so um you know i think when you have a good team in a sport you always want to see how they do against the best competition and uh, the, we're not going to have to wait long to figure that out i mean that's all on the horizon for this team no, it'll be interesting. It's 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 fun to have a team and a you know conference season to look forward to, which for a change, yeah. 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 So they're at sixteen and one right now. 
I'm trying to figure out. I mean, maybe it's too early to tell, but I'm I'm trying to figure out what the season for. I mean, sorry, the ceiling for this team legitimately is with this schedule. Schedule is if they keep. I mean, if they if they keep it going, I mean, laugh if you want to. I mean, they control their fate to a net, to like the number one overall national seed with the schedule. I'm not saying that. No, I mean that's you're right. Um, but it, they definitely control their fate if if they do something crazy like go. 21 and 9 in the SEC, 22 and 8, like it which would be crazy. But yeah, I mean I think that is going to be a resume that's going to beat just about anybody in the country. You have to yep. assume. You would think so. I mean we it, it could, if if they play really well. So let me count the weekends here. 1 2 3 4 5 6. So after 6 weekends they go at Florida. So if you're talking about you know, fourteen and four in the SEC going to Gainesville, that could be a series that has major implications for the top eight national seeding. Like who's who's ahead of who between Ole Miss and Florida. Yeah, but again, this this all seems it seems a little premature. They could also get swept by LSU this weekend, and we go, well, that was fun. They absolutely could, um, and that wouldn't be shocking. Even if they get swept by LSU, they're not even necessarily out of any conversation. But nope. you know. The numbers we're talking about are are ridiculous when it when it comes to the SEC in baseball. So it's uh it's about to be a long thirty game slog here. Um, they have midweeks against Memphis still, Southern Miss. They've already beaten both those teams, right? I think they played both of those teams. Yep. They beat Southern Miss in Oxford four to three. They beat Memphis eight to one. So they have two more games against those teams. Um, a few nobodies here. The Governor's Cup against State, and two games against Arkansas State. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting, John. I just I hope they can uh, get all the games in this weekend. I'm sure they will. They always do. Yeah. Hopefully that well coronavirus though. Maybe there won't be any fans at the games pretty soon. I think we're a long ways from that at Swayze. I guess the league would have to. Maybe at Swayze. I think the Big Ten decided the day that only family members can come to the game or something like that. Whatever. It's pretty crazy, man. The world's ending. Yeah. And pretty, and that's that's what people are, are acting like for sure. I'm just hoping that maybe it'll maybe it'll crest and then fall off again um, in the next couple of months here. Yeah, so. before before early May at least. But we'll see. All right. Well, that's that was the that's the speed run of where the baseball team stands right now, John. Um, Spring ball begins in a week. Yeah, I guess so. They got to all wear face masks, surgical mask at practice. Yeah, they should. Um, I guess the biggest thing in spring is what does the quarterback situation look like at the end of it? Well, one of the quarterbacks, at least the starter from last year, is not even going to be there, right? I've been wondering this. Are, are Ely and, and Plumlee just going to miss spring practice? Is, I have no idea. Rumor is Plumlee's already been talked to about a position change. Well, I think we would all hope. I mean, I don't think people think that, that Kiffin is going to run the Rich Rod, Plumlee Wildcat offense. So the best way you contribute to the team would be, you know, slot receiver, running back, something like that. But I mean, is there any rumor about how he received that news? Cause the, the rumor out of high school was that he didn't want to go somewhere like Georgia because they weren't going to give him a shot at quarterback. Ole Miss would. So he came here. 
I think you could sit down with Plumley and say, look, you threw, you, we spent a year watching you throw the ball. This just isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you, we, we saw you miss wide open receivers. You're a great runner. You can contribute, but yeah. Well, okay, but even still, so let's say Plumley decides he wants to switch position. What's going on with the baseball team? Are they going to keep traveling with the baseball team? Are they going to just miss spring practice? What does that mean for guys uh, like... Ely definitely wants to play baseball, so they're not going to touch that. He doesn't need spring practice. That's true. Um, so, yeah, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, Plumley is, you know... Honestly, if Plumley said, "Yep, I'll do a different position," and but I'll you know play baseball or whatever, then hey, let him go do it. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess so. If he's if a good giving, rebel, loves Ole Miss. I keep mean, it, keep it simple. They're sixteen and one with him being a great clubhouse guy and a fast, and a that's fast pitch runner. So that's true. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you just you you simplify as much as possible in the fall if he's if he's going to play something else, and you just see where you are. It'll be interesting in the spring. Uh, guys like Snoop Connor gonna get a ton of touches if Ely's not there. That could be good for his development. He was already really good last year. Uh, um, yeah, I mean he could get a ton of. I mean, if you told me he emerges like a you know a solid you know, you know well he he's got the potential to really jump up and be. I mean Ely's gonna be quicker, but Snoop Connor could really be a bell cow. Yeah, and then and then I mean, if you have both those guys looking good in the fall, that's gonna be great for the team. So I think it's good news for the running backs room, probably because as you said, Ely was very good last year. I think he'll be okay playing baseball. That's what he wants to do. Uh, if Connor could get some some extra attention and focus and get even better this spring, I thought he was really good last year as well. So. Um, that's something to watch. I think in the spring, you mentioned the quarterbacks. I think there's a lot of consensus that Tisdale and Corral could both either emerge being the guy. I know there's some, you know, what Kincaid Dent, there's some other guys in that room. I think it's most likely that it's either going to be Corral or Tisdale. And I'm going to give Corral the edge because he was a little bit higher rated, but I mean, both have a lot of potential. I think If, if Kiffin can, can coach Corral to be a solid thrower. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's, I think you could about offensive line is a big question mark too. If you can have a serviceable line and get yeah. Corral to be solid, and you should have a running game that could, mm-hmm. that could be a focal, you know, really be good from an offensive standpoint. I think you need to. He needs to coach Corral. You know, between the ears, the sh- decision making. Yep. We know he has a strong arm, but he makes bad decisions and. You know, watching the entirety of that offense and team last year, it's it's hard to fault Corral too too much. I mean, it's obvious the quarterback room was in shambles. The, there was no clear idea what was going on with the offense. They had no identity. Um, I'm sure it was he was not getting the best individualized quarterback coaching. So, uh, you know, I I think if you saw Corral play much more like I think Ole Miss fans expected him to, and like he did at times as a freshman, that would not be surprising um, just with the change in coaching, the change in philosophy, because last year was just kind of a bizarre showing when it comes to offensive coordinator and quarterback room and all of that. It was nothing really made sense, I feel like, um, at least from the outsider perspective. So, uh, you know, you have to hope the the more normal, consistent, and and hopefully better coaching is going to pay dividends for Corral. Um, but then if it's Tisdale, you know, that's fine too. He came out of Texas, had a lot of, had a lot of potential. So he could just as easily be the guy. I have no idea what's going to determine between the two of them. I guess just whoever can run the system better. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I still I think next year still there's probably going to be a a learning curve, a new coach type thing going on, but it still should be easier to watch, I think, than than Matt Luke's team this past year. I have to assume that. Well, coach actually knows how to run a game on the sideline. That helps. You got some. I think we got some good coordinators, some good position coaches, a lot of recruiters, but some decent coaches as well. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, they'll be able to actually start the season off in. Uh, against Baylor and have people in the stands. No, I'm just gonna. I'll stop. I'm beating this this horse to death here. Um, but yeah, I guess not. The rodeo is canceled. That'll be the next time I'm in uh in RG Stadium. I was gonna go this weekend, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. If you can even go, we'll see. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's okay. The biggest game in town right now, anyway, is the Roughnecks. People are pumped about the XFL here. They're loving it. Oh, is that is that legitimately catching on? I wouldn't say that. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I do have a coworker who's a huge fan and watches all the games. I think people are just football starved. You know, football fans want to watch football, and so they'll watch it. But still, the teams play at like they they play at college stadiums, and not even UH. They play at like some smaller college stadium, I think, and they get like twenty thousand people. So it's it, it's no competitor to the NFL but I guess in the dead season it, people yeah. will watch it I haven't personally watched it but apparently the uh, the Houston team is doing well I know Jordan Tom you is playing for St. Louis which you know, good for him I guess make money somehow that's great yeah makes sense uh yeah and then I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen with the NBA like I don't know if they're just gonna take fans out of the stadium and play the rest of the games including the playoffs and no fans it's 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 going to be interesting. I wonder if that I wonder if that helps any teams. Uh, you know, that's the game within the game. Like I wonder if there are some teams that are better in an empty stadium. I don't know. Yeah, who knows. I'm sure it'll be an excuse if somebody gets knocked out. Yeah, we we can't play without our fans. I bet they still play like the music and stuff, you know, cuz the NBA plays music during the game. It's the only league that yeah. does that, which I think is cool. Um I don't really know what other sports could do that. I, I guess football could. It wouldn't really make sense for baseball. It's kind of like golf. You don't want to mess up the swing or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I really I really want to go to uh, opening day for the Astros. But a lot of people here are saying that this is good for the Astros because now nobody can boo them because that's been the big thing in spring training. Everybody hates the Astros for being cheated. Well, it's gonna be funny when they uh, get hit you know, hit by pitch and like there's no crowd there to like jeer jeer them so it'll be interesting i mean honestly outside of like injuring them i'm i'm not if if people want to intentionally hit them over and over as a a fan of the team that wants them to win i'm not going to complain about that like free base runners that sounds that sounds fine to me um but yeah unless they're like hitting them in the head or something and then at that point i think that the league would probably get involved yeah i would think so yeah whatever the whole thing's overblown as a patriots fan you understand if you're not cheating you're not trying yeah. Oh, all right. Well, John, I think we knew it was going to be a short show. It's it's we gone got on. Trump in five minutes. This should be entertaining. Oh, is it? Did, did something? Is it an emergency press conference? What's going on now? He's going to address the where we're at with the coronavirus. Oh, that should help. That should calm everything down. I'm sure after yeah. this, we'll be. Hey, uh, Mike Pence, not Mike Pence. Trump's going to say some shit. So. We'll be back to normalcy after all of this. Well, great. Well, by the time you hear this, we'll probably be on nationwide quarantine. So enjoy. Yep. I'm sorry that. You're trapped in your house, and all you have is this podcast to listen to. That is truly bleak. 
Uh, but hey, you know, hopefully we can still watch some baseball this weekend. I know that's a, that's what I'm hoping for, John. Uh, and like you said, hopefully not get swept by LSU. Well, SEC play is time to find out what the team actually can do. It should be fun. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's it, John. Enjoy your 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 travels. Enjoy your trip to Vegas. That should be great. Um, I'm sure the casinos aren't changing anything out of their routine, right? Casinos are like a there, there's no rules there. They're not going to institute some new policies. I feel like that's what I would think. There's no way that would be insane. If that happens, then I know we're really in trouble. But I'm sure Vegas is going to keep on being Vegas. I would hope. So. I would hope so. At least to the end of the month. <laughs> yeah. If not, then I don't know what this is all have been about. You know, what, what kind of country do we have at that point? All right, John. Well, thank you for bearing with me and my technical difficulties. Glad we got to record. It's been like three weeks or something. I didn't even ask you how was your uh, how was your trip to Germany. It was good. I got there and back and did not get the coronavirus. Well, that's really all we can... uh, The only measure of success we have anymore, but that's good. Um, And yeah, glad to have you back, John. Uh, Maybe we'll do this again more often. Maybe we won't, who's to say. But uh, for now, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you for recording the podcast with me. Thank you to our listeners for listening. We'll talk to you again maybe next week. (laughs) 